0: This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to another thrilling action and technology and personality packed episode of the blurring the lines podcast i am your host as always peter nicolaitis and as always with me is my daring and thrilling companion adam (laughs)
1: bell (laughs) daring and thrilling good morning peter (laughs) i'm glad to be here that was a thrilling intro (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited now
0: See, that's the idea, man. We got to just, like, amp it up a notch. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Good morning, Peter.
0: (laughs) Hey, Adam. What's happening?
1: Yeah. We're going to need to do the podcast.
0: To to go ahead and ask me to uh, record on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're recording and, on a Tuesday. Isn't that weird? And Friday. And Friday. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So we are recording on a Tuesday because we missed last week because I was in L.A. all last week.
1: <laughs> I know, man. I, I spent the summer in L.A. too for my longest vacation and hurt my back yeah that, that sucks <laughs> yeah. Now, now we should clarify for someone who lives in nashville what do we mean by la uh well it's not los angeles it is lower alabama
0: <laughs> lower alabama also known as the florida panhandle
1: so yes and, that's where I- and the redneck riviera
0: and the redneck riviera yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is a very appropriate description because uh my girlfriend and i did go to club la Vila mm-hmm. at your recommendation mm-hmm. and um yeah that was pretty trashy <laughs>
1: <laughs> but if just imagine it as a 20 year old i mean if you guys were 23 that place would have been awesome
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Trashy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, like we did, my women we did on, check that. A little oh, yeah. on the trashy side. Have I got a place for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But no, it was good. This was, um, you know, I, I did work half days while I was there and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, No major emergencies. Uh, It was just nice. The water was beautiful. The red tide was gone most days, but every now and then it was around. Um, We went snorkeling. We saw dolphins. We ate ice cream. Uh, We had really good luck with um, food when we were dining out. um, Every time we were out, it was a good experience. We hit a a lobster fest, which happens once a year. Just happened to be there on our last day and um we saw lots of places where you know apparently golf carts are street legal in florida
1: who yeah. knew yeah they're he- and, here too uh, in nashville you go downtown I, nashville easy did go. not know <laughs> i had no idea i haven't seen that when i was uh
0: the last time uh, when i was there but uh no it was nice it was warm it was in the 80s and 90s almost every day i think one day it dipped below 80 and um and
1: then i came back home to boston and it was in the low 50s ooh well and and you were lucky then because uh in in Destin which is not very far from Panama City Beach uh there there were blooms of algae and so there were a yeah. bunch of dead fish yeah, so. oh, we
0: on the first day there were. The first day they, the beach stank and it was just like there were lines of dead fish everywhere. And I was like, this is not what I was hoping for <laughs> when we were
1: coming down to uh you know <laughs> the beach the to the emerald coast. I was hoping for a little more emerald and the fish in the ocean. Well Yeah, a little less dead fish <laughs> and a little more living fish. So well a friend of ours, they have they have properties in death. In, in that area, and they had they had people who are renting that said that you know that called them up and said they wanted their money back on their condo uh, because there were dead fish in the ocean. And she, you know, like. She has control over that. <laughs> yeah, she has control over the condo and the beach, and you know, but not the fish That's, in the ocean. <laughs> that sounds like something a renter would say. <laughs> yeah,
0: I should know. I have extensive experience with renters.
1: <laughs>
0: but I'm not going to talk about that.
1: Nope. This no, episode. Not this episode. <laughs> no. Okay. So, so what else is new? You're you're back. So yes,
0: we are back. Um, I am waiting for my new Apple Watch mm-hmm. uh, that should be here tomorrow. So I can't talk about that. Although mm-hmm. uh, one of my uh, one of my colleagues at work did get uh, the um, the what I refer to as the iPhone NXS. Uh-huh. and uh, he's loving it. Loving it. So Sweet. Yeah, He stepped up from a I want to say a seven plus. Okay. Uh, so seven plus up to the 10 XS. So he's happy with that.
1: Well, uh, I, I got my Apple TV, and it was it was really cool. I mean, it it is what it is. But the thing that it did impress me was once I signed in, uh, it was so easy to screencast from my mm-hmm. mobile device onto the TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was within seconds. Yep. I kind of expected it to be a little janky, a little you know every other yeah. IT thing but they really made that easy and and fast i mean it just it just went
0: when it works it works great um the problem is like when it won't connect for some reason you don't know why yeah, and uh, in typical Apple fashion, have fun troubleshooting that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, that the uh, the I said, I have a second generation Apple TV, and I keep it around. The only thing I ever do with it will be you know mirroring Airport um, mirroring. Uh, sorry, Air what's it called? Display Air AirPlay, Air. Yeah, AirPlay. Thank you. That's <laughs> the only reason I keep an Airport. Uh, sorry, an Apple TV around. I also have a couple of old Airport Expresses, but they're not connected or plugged into anything
1: because mm-hmm.
0: i think i talked about that last week how i've lost functionality yeah with um since moving to the sonos yeah and speaking of sonos you may recall that the reason i bought it was um for uh, a word integration mm-hmm. and uh, of course among um 69 other new things that they announced last week amazon announced <laughs> a new sonos subwoofer speaker yeah uh so it was pretty funny. I listened to the VergeCast review, you know, the summary of the Amazon announcement. And apparently the VP of, you know, uh, a word and you know, development came out and said, you know, we're announcing 70 new products and everybody laughed. And then they announced 70 new products. They were not <laughs> yeah. joking.
1: Yeah. I also listened to that. That was that was interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Well, so what What was your takeaway? What was the biggest? What What jumped out at you?
1: What jumped out at me was uh, the Amazon chip that they're creating to allow manufacturers to go ahead and, and work with a word. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's perfect. I mean, Apple kind of. I guess they kind of do something like that, but this is. I think that's the great a great idea. You know, and then they did talk about. I don't know. Amazon has become such a big player. You know, they talked about, you know, they opened up lines of things that are never going to be used, that are never practical to use. Uh, But because they have so much power and, you know, uh, technical abilities, they're going to do it anyway. Like, well you know can't you do better than that i mean file that under because we can because we can you know why not why not make things the best darn product they've ever seen because i mean that's what uh, i mean that's what i've been impressed with apple you know it's like they spent you know how much time and money on the button so that you know fingerprint and all the things it'll do what if amazon you know narrow it that narrow it down but my big takeaway was that chip i think the chip is a great idea to allow integration with their device and i don't know if they're giving it away or if it's very inexpensive uh but but i think it's great because i was thinking about the sonos and i never even heard of sonos until you mentioned it and mm-hmm. uh you know i wouldn't i don't want to buy any device that i'm going to have to kind of have troubles like you've had where it doesn't integrate well or it doesn't <laughs> uh-huh. integrate as part of it so making devices that are completely native you know with yeah. quotes around more or less native to the device because yep. that's my technical advice for anybody when they're buying an apple or they're buying a microsoft don't try to don't try to cross the streams <laughs> you know oh, believe me i don't <laughs> i don't want to have the technical
0: troubles that i've had either mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a pain in the butt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what about you? So, what was what was your big takeaway from that? Um,
0: I immediately signed up for an invitation for the um, Alexa Auto cancel. <laughs> yeah. Um, beca- but I don't know yet if it's going to work with a Tesla. So the the way I understand it, the auto device is, is essentially it's um you know it's an Echo device with just inputs and a Bluetooth connection. So. Mm-hmm. You stick it in your car. Maybe it's got a microphone or maybe it just uses the car Bluetooth. Um, but apparently you can use like if you have Google, Google Auto or whatever the Google is, uh, you know, car equivalent is, or if you have the um, Apple CarPlay, it will integrate with those. So mm-hmm. if you ask her, you know, A word for directions, she will do deep links into Google Maps or Waze or Apple Maps mm-hmm. and route you that way. Problem is, I don't know if my Tesla gives that level of integration. Yeah. You now, Cause I have Google Maps, but it doesn't integrate with anything. And that's one of the things that is bugging the hell out of me is we've got this, you know, like some of the most computing power on wheels in the Tesla <laughs> Model S. And yet the Google Maps app that's in there doesn't integrate with anything. So, like, if I want to plan a drive to somewhere, the only way I can get it into the car other than tapping it manually or using the dictation service in the car is I have to add a calendar event and synchronize my calendar with my, my phone to my car. Then it shows up and I can click on that. Oh, that's but a the Oh, it is. It totally is. And the Google Maps that's included in the Tesla is not as functional as the regular, say, iOS app. Like, you know, I use every now and then, depending on the day, I'll use Apple Maps. I'll use Waze. I'll use Google Maps. Mm -hmm. I like the real-time notifications from Waze. Um, I know theoretically they all have real-time notifications. And theoretically, Google has access to the Waze stuff. But Waze sometimes uh, seems to be a little more up-to-date. Um, it also, even though Google has access to all the Waze traffic stuff, Waze still regularly will give me alternative route directions that the mm-hmm. other two do not give. Yeah. Um, what I like with Apple is that it's integrated with Siri. You know, I can just say, take me to blah, and I start going. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, half the time she picks a you know a location that's 1,200 miles away <laughs> instead of like, you know, like, take me to Main Street. She's like, okay, I'll take you to Main Street, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm like, uh, how about Medford, Massachusetts, where I happen to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so much for contextual awareness there, Tim Cook. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other thing, the thing I really like like about google maps is that it allows you to have stops along the way Mm -hmm. and the others don't do that so i can say i want like when we were driving this weekend we were driving up from florida and i said okay um you know i want to go to the airport but first i need to stop here at this barbecue place and then from there i need to you know like we need to meet a friend here and then take me to the airport and it'll Mm -hmm. say okay we'll go here then here then there and the others don't do that. So I really liked that. Um, but um, that said, so I don't know yet. I haven't heard anything. And my Google searches so far have not re- uh, turned up uh, any results to show uh, whether uh, we're going to actually have integration with the, um, we, you know, w- whether the Amazon Auto will work with um, with a Tesla. hmm so I'm hoping that it is because out of all of the virtual assistants I've used so far, that being, you know, A Word, Cortana and Siri, um, Amazon definitely is is my favorite so far.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, yeah. I've never even tried Cortana. I mean, not even like cursory.
0: It doesn't do anything useful on the um, in Windows 10, as far as I'm concerned. And I briefly did have the... Um, uh, what was it? The old, you know, the Nokia, the, the end, the last, the end of the line, right before they killed Windows Mobile, I had yeah. a Windows Mobile phone and I really liked the phone. I liked how it worked. Uh, Cortana was much more useful than Siri and there were absolutely no apps. So the phone <laughs> yeah. was pretty much useless. Yeah. So. I remember,
1: you remember the Palm, the the one of the Palm color display oh, and yeah. that phone was one of the it had the best quality earphone or best quality headset yep. and it was uh, you could get the microsoft speech back then was integrated into it and it was wonderful i mean this was 10 years ago it was it was a great product it you know it went more away. than 10 years ago because we had the iphone over 10 years ago um well i was at uh, yeah it was more than 10 years ago because because i was using that way ahead of time being able to, because um, BlackBerry also had it, so being able to talk to my BlackBerry in the phone, find Peter Nicolaitis you know, and it it worked great because it was a Palm with the BlackBerry. Oh, you know, I could do BlackBerry synchronization and everything, but it was it was one of the best phones that didn't last long at all, and I missed. Mm-hmm. And that Microsoft speech was really good back then. I I would have to say it's almost better than. Siri today at times <laughs> yeah
0: is, well yeah again but but that that's that's what happens when um, you know when things degrade <laughs> eventually eventually what's better
1: will end up worse <laughs> yeah well and I mean this is totally a side note but quality of voice continues to go down and down and down and people accept it you know I listen to yeah. I listened oh, yeah. to the radio and this a national broadcast on the radio and his part, the his guest was not in studio. His guest was calling in from I don't, from somewhere else from a digital signal because you could hear the poor quality. I'm like, this is national radio and we have all accepted the, the lesser quality for, you know, for the freedom. Which it, that's fair. I mean, we don't have to have, you and I aren't sitting in a soundproof studio right now recording our podcast, you know. But back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years ago, if we were recording something like this, we would have to be super high quality, we'd have to be right in the room together, it'd have to be recorded in, you know, analog, and we'd be cutting and, <laughs> you, oh, yeah. know? you know, so oh, yeah. it, it's so much better but we've given up a lot of the quality and people don't even they pretend like it's not a, not a big deal. They're like, "Okay, we don't even care." Mike. Well, well I guess
0: but, but that's the thing is we we I think we're not pretending and we just we don't care. Yeah. And you know, we're like, "Yeah, it's not it's not a big deal. We didn't need we didn't need it that badly after all." Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> so cuz yeah. I can, I can listen to, you know, it to Peter in the car and if there's a couple glitches here and there, but the communication is not lost, so what? Yeah. Well thing, I mean C B radios, those weren't all that you know,
0: high fidelity, but we you know, we tended to, to they they fun they started to function. You know, and shortwave radio, amateur radio, Morse code for goodness sakes. <laughs> so, there's a lot of things where, you know, we've we've sacrificed
1: quality for functionality. So mm-hmm. Affirmative, good buddy. <laughs> breaker, breaker. <laughs> my uh, my grandfather drove a coal truck, and uh, his his call sign on the CB was Tackhammer. <laughs> tack hammer. Tack Hammer. Tack. All right. Because like he that. he uh, apparently the tachometer broke a number of times in his truck, so they started calling him Tack Hammer. <laughs>
0: okay, Tag hammer <laughs> yeah. oh boy so here's a here's a little tech glitch I'm going through right now, okay um a large amount of my communications with my girlfriend happens on Apple messages mm-hmm. Okay. I would like to, you know, have a a record of this. You know, like I was thinking, it might, you know, even like on our on the anniversary of our first meeting, I might like make it together like a little book. Yeah. You know, like is how cool. we remember. I think it would be
1: awesome, right? It'd um, be great to see it like as a message thread. I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the trick.
0: You know how long it takes to go back through several months of messages? <laughs> And it's largely a manual process Uh because if you just open up messages and say, I want to save all these or print them to PDF or export them or something, it only takes like the few messages that are shown on screen. Now, if you start backing it up, it'll go everywhere, but it doesn't automatically go back. I can't say go back to the start of this conversation thread last year and print everything. You have to up arrow through those. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And on my three, four, four, five year old Mac, geez, I don't remember how old it is now, but um, on my little MacBook Air, um, it will take, it takes a long time. So what I did is I wrote a little Apple script and all it does is it makes, it activates messages and then it hits the up arrow. And it just starts scrolling up, up, up through the old conversations. But I get the regular spinning Apple beach ball regularly. So it's hitting up while messages is saying, hold on, I'm thinking I'm loading. Now, all of these messages, they're archived on my computer. They're here on the local hard drive. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe they're also in the cloud because Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure if I grab a new Apple device and I, you know, open up a thread, I can start scrolling back there as well. So I'm not sure exactly where the throttling is happening, you know, where the bottleneck is, but um, I had just gotten uh, back to as far as January for this, this morning when it crashed.
1: It had to go all the way through it again, yeah.
0: Got to start over again, right. So now I'm back to March and March is around where it starts to really slow down. Mm-hmm. And this is again why I wrote this little script, which just says, you know, I, I give it an arbitrary number. I said 3,600 times with a one second delay. So essentially go for an hour and hit the up arrow and the page page up button, then wait a second, page up, wait a second, page up. And I'm watching it now, it's just sitting there. And now okay, now it moves and there's a little flurry of activity. And then it sits and waits again. <laughs> and so, you know, like this is this is frustrating. It would be nice if like I could just take this messages database file that's on my hard drive and say, archive. print it, mm-hmm. archive it, convert it to HTML, do something, right? But I can't.
1: So I think that's an app.
0: There's an app for that. Now, I think somebody, ha- I think there have been people who have written third party programs to do something like this, but I think they wanted something like five or maybe $10 to do this. And I would much rather invest like 30 hours of my time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: For fixing this. Out of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, think, uh, I think it might be worth five bucks.
0: Yeah, I'll have to look again, but right now my Mac is busy trying to export all these messages, (laughs) so I can't (laughs) use it to search. You can't
1: interrupt interrupt it right now. It's still searching.
0: (laughs) No, because if I do interrupt it, all of a sudden I start sending up arrow and page down commands to whatever app I've shifted focus to. And like the control center came up and things were switching and like, okay, I'm just going to leave that alone. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> um, so before we move too far off, did you, were you impressed by, or did you see any of the other, uh, Amazon devices that were announced? Did anything else look interesting?
1: The, not really. I mean, they did talk about a DVR, um, which was slightly interesting, but no, not really. Didn't want to immediately rush out and buy the microwave? No, no, I really didn't. Um, I can't. I can't think of why I would want to integrate it. Because they kind of talked about that. How I don't even really is no. I I can't see any need for it. <laughs> well,
0: I, What I thought was funny about that was um, my uh, my my first roommate from last year. He was always laughing at my use of all this home automation and stuff. And um, he he would always joke like, you know, he would say, A word, make me coffee. <laughs> and then I would go onto Amazon and see what A word enabled devices were for coffee makers. And there are some. Mm-hmm so i joked i was like i'm gonna buy one of these you know and then (laughs) and then they came out with this announcement i was like you know a word make me popcorn and i sent that to to him so i thought i thought that was pretty funny but um I I was a little, um, you know, dismayed because I've literally invested thousands of dollars in my Sonos equipment at this point now. Yeah. And, you know, you know that I was a beta tester in their whole Amazon integration project. And I thought that meant that, you know, these guys were buddies. And now you can pretty much do all of the stuff that the Sonos can do with legit, uh, you know, Amazon hardware. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know now I did buy the 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 Sonos Beam because not just for you know Amazon compatibility but because it's a TV you know a play bar a, a TV sound bar as they're, mm-hmm. they're and I did want one of those for better sound. Did we include the link to the John Pinette sit, uh, skit on sound last time?
1: No, we, we didn't. About
0: this? We must we'll we'll include that. Um but you know along with my TV I wanted sound. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So, um, so I got that. So I, you know, I don't regret that purchase, but now with all of the other echoes, you know, the echo sound quality is pretty good. Now, a true audiophile and some engineer with, you know, equipment and stuff will tell you that it doesn't sound as good as my, my Sonos play three and, you know, and and play one speakers. Mm Mm-hmm but I really probably don't care <laughs> it's <laughs> probably good enough that I wouldn't notice so that bugs me just a little bit what um, you know so anyway it, so I'm wondering now at this point like is it time at some point to bite the bullet and rip one of my Sonos equipment you know, pieces out and replace it with an echo and just use like the line in and start mm-hmm. integrating that way and you know like I, I really at this point I don't think i want to buy any more sonos gear except i've got so much of it already yeah i don't want to leave that you know i don't want to leave that ecosystem just because it's everywhere your your TiVo
1: in the uh, early 2000s (laughs) there you go i want to give up my TiVo. (laughs) well i
0: never had a TiVo.
1: oh i I loved them i had three at one time uh uh, finally i didn't didn't watch that much
0: tv to justify that
1: (laughs) yeah i I didn't really either. So I don't really know I had them, but anyway. Uh but a funny a funny thing, so when I s when I was going to the gym and doing the cardio theater, uh the closed captioning was always on because you could never turn it loud enough that you could understand the words in a way that it wasn't so loud in the gym. So subtitles were on. And right. and I got to where I realized, like, you know how much I miss in a movie because of, you know, an actor is low talking and it's or it's a subtle thing. And you. I was like, I catch a whole lot more of the movie by having the subtitles on because I, I know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I have started watching everything with subtitles and. The girls all I mean, my girls, my wife and my daughters, they all are made fun of me and they're like, ah, you're an old man. You can't hear. I'm like, well, I can't hear the voices as clearly as I would like them to. And we have to get them so, so loud that the explosions are, you know, throughout the room, you know, in order to hear the voices. Now, they I turn on the closed captioning. They've gotten so used to understanding the entire dialogue that they now watch it with closed captioning turned on.
0: (laughs) I didn't remember, like, one of the things for me when I watched um, Infinity War, um, when I watched it again locally, you know, at at home for the first time, I had subtitles enabled from some previous, you know, movie that I was watching. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't remember all of the names of the characters from Thanos's, you know, four horsemen or, yeah. uh, you know, and it was like, oh, that guy's name was Ebony Maw. Right. I didn't remember that, you know, and <laughs> like, it's not like they're introduced. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're reading the comic book, you know, you've got these panels and these balloons which say, you know, this is Ebony Maw. This mm-hmm. is Thanos. this is, you know, all these things. You don't get that. It's just like later on, somebody refers to, you know, like, oh, the Maw is dead. I'm like, wait, who? When did he, you know, he didn't show up and say, hear me. I am Ebony Maw, child of (laughs) Thanos, yada, yada. It's just like, hi, I'm here to kill you. You know, (laughs) like, okay, thanks. Uh Uh, So so I liked having the subtitles because you do pick
1: up extra stuff that you just don't get anywhere else. And sometimes there's jokes, too, very subtle jokes. seem to i can catch those in the subtitles way easier than i can the non so i don't know Yep. anyway
0: there's there's data there so so um yeah so there's a bunch of new stuff like we said there you know and they've got oh amazon has its own smart plug which is great because i just bought three from some you know little chinese car you know company that makes them
1: yeah what do i i have here uh I can't even remember this smart plug TP. It's a TP Link smart plug, and they don't even use a TP Link app. It's like Home or Casa, K A S A. I'm like this, and, and this is what works oh. with a word.
0: Okay, <laughs> so I don't have the TP Link one, but uh, my my girlfriend has the Casa light bulb.
1: Uh-huh. So she
0: got a TP Link light bulb. I have the a, a different smart something. Um, what is it called? Smart Smart Life. So I bought these little things, they were like 12 bucks Um, and uh, you know, hey, like I don't regret the purchase, but again, it's like you're buying something that someone else, you're injecting a third party who could possibly get things wrong into the process. And then, you know, the OEM comes out and says, well, you could just buy it directly from us. That usually goes pretty well, but there are exceptions. (laughs) <laughs> now, that kind of leads into the main topic that you wanted to ask about, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Like, if you, if you could have just one computer, mm-hmm. right? So, here's an example. Um, we know that since the, well, in, in the 80s and then again in the late 90s, there was a period there that uh, Apple you know, fans don't like to think about, uh, but there was a time when Apple allowed clones to be manufactured Mm -hmm. and then steve jobs came back to apple and said no more of this baloney yeah and so apple essentially controls the software and the hardware right Mm -hmm. now microsoft also has that offering in their surface line
1: less effective
0: Much less (laughs) effective. Uh, Doesn't work the way you'd think. And, uh, you know, the idea was, well, we'll control everything. We'll control the design specs, et cetera. The thing is with the Surface, not unlike the Amazon microwave, was originally, uh, as I understand it, it was designed to be a reference platform. It's just a spec. You know, Microsoft supposedly wasn't planning on getting rich on selling Surfaces. Mm -hmm. They just wanted to show people like, here you go. You know, we followed the spec. Here's how you could also do this. Mm -hmm. But apparently they took off. Um, I find it to be not as good, you know, when uh, as as say any Apple product, you know, where Apple I think has a better, better control of the ecosystem from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Whereas Microsoft is still, you know, kind of an open ish platform where they're open up a lot, but There were just so many problems with Windows 10 on the Surface when I got them. And these things, I have a Surface Book and a Surface Pro 4, so they're both a few years old now. Mm -hmm. But they are both dramatically slower than my HP desktop with an older chip in it running Windows 10. So, same operating system, same software... Supposedly inferior hardware, but no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you know, so it's like I just I just don't get it. Now, an exception to this, I would say, is if you buy Office 365. Mm-hmm. Um, we are gradually moving, um, you know, my MSP clients for whom we're hosting email from a third-party hosted Exchange. Sir, uh provider to Office 365. So yeah. moving forward, if someone's buying a hosted exchange, I'm just selling Office 365 um, because it's a lot nicer working with, you know, like one player mm-hmm. and not having any middlemen. And uh, so, so I'm really, you know, I advocate that really like centralization of the vendor whenever, you know, in this case, but again, it doesn't always make sense. Yeah, if you if you buy Cisco products, for example, you know, you're still often working with like a dozen islands pretending to be a single continent. (laughs) Um, So uh, and of course, we recently talked about the pros and cons of working with Sophos Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, like the good and the bad of of that. So they're, you know, they're they're not hard and fast rules, but sometimes you uh, you get a benefit of, you know, somebody controlling the process from start to finish. Right just uh, just a little bit of an aside there so but um, let's uh, let, let, I've, I've been rambling for some time let's uh, let me let me
1: hand off to you let you lead for a little bit We're <laughs> Look, talk about time, next. time for me to ramble for a minute well Go I did want it. I did want to tell you kind of what I found out about the text writing apps so your friend Scott Wilsey sent in uh, a form form from the website listeners you are welcome to do so it might get shared on the show. Uh, But the... So we did a little bit... He sent me some stuff to research a little bit more on the iPad handwriting recognition. And what I thought I wanted uh, was I thought I wanted a to be able to write in text and then that convert that to uh, write in handwriting and then it convert that to text. Well, I don't really need that if I can search the handwriting... Now, if I if I were writing like a book, that would be nice to be able to handwrite and then convert it to text. It, but I wouldn't write an entire book that way personally. But being able to search my notes is the primary objective. I want to be able to sit on an airplane and write notes, and then I need to find something about the podcast. I can do a search. Well iTunes or, or the the built-in note-taking app will allow you to do that. You can write uh, with your Apple Pen, write notes, whatever you want, and you can search it in messages just like you can search any message. Provided so, that
0: you- so, let me interrupt for just one second. Did you know that Neil Stephenson wrote the Cryptonomicon all in uh, Quill Pen? Uh,
1: no, I didn't. <laughs> I'll include that link in the show notes. Sorry. Continue. Uh So uh, it will do it. The problem with the Apple notes is a problem for me is the text line is so small. It's narrow. Like the, the pencil is narrow and the marker is so big. It's like writing on lined paper with a dull crayon. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry, quick
0: errata. It wasn't the Kryptonomicon, <laughs> it was Quicksilver,
1: Quicksilver, Which was
0: was set around Kryptonomicon. Sorry. Okay. Continue.
1: Continue. <laughs> so the te- or the, the text is narrow and uh, what's it called? Notability has beautiful handwriting and you can set you can set the pen size, the pencil, you know, the diameter of your writing, uh, which I really like. There is no option for changing the diameter in the Apple Notes, which is a real bummer because it's kind of small to read. And it, I like the way, I mean, I think it's more than just a personal preference because I did a Google search to see if there was a way to increase the, the pen diameter, the pencil diameter. And there were other people that were just... Uh, they were going kind of insanely upset about it, you know, a first world problem, <laughs> you know. But they were they were being rude about it and, and completely upset. And I'm like, well, you know, if it's that important to you, use Notability. Uh, but I, because Notability's got all kinds of really cool stuff, but I don't want another platform. I either want to be all in on notes. So every document that I've got to search or find, I'm going to search for notes or I'm going to be completely no notability. I don't want any cross, you know, the only, the only exception might be is if I had to do a, Presentation that was gonna be a big deal for my business or life or church or something, but yeah, yeah, I'm just using notes because the notes are there. The notes sync to every single de- Apple device that I have. I don't even, and they're so small you don't even think about it, <laughs> you know. So, so there, I I didn't test the Ginger Labs, but I did test the Notability, and the Notability wasn't working on my iPad. There's an option for copying what you've written like selecting what you've written and then pasting it and then it will do uh object text recognition and convert it into text Uh, but that wasn't an option on my ipad even though i saw i followed the instructions like there's like a dialogue box that wasn't there so it must be on the app for the apple device but not for like or the computer device, but not for the the iPad. But I didn't I didn't dig deeper because, like I said, my goal was to have searchable text, and right. and I have searchable text by just writing in the notes, and that's what I'm going to continue to do for right now. If I want to handwrite something, because yep. uh, I don't, I could do it in Google Docs, but I. I just do it in notes because notes is easy and small and and now that they've added things like you can dump pictures and stuff in there uh, like like you can with Notability it's not as powerful but I can do what I need to do so isn't that fun when you you
0: know you go out looking for some functionality and you find out that you already had it <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that was it he said what well, it'll it'll already recognize it what <laughs> yeah. Hey, it does. Fantastic.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: seriously. And, you know, speaking of notes, you had mentioned something about Evernote. Was that something that you wanted to talk about?
0: Um, Not Just- especially. I mean, Evernote is, I, I wouldn't, I don't consider it, despite the name, I don't consider it a... Uh, note taking application Mm -hmm. Um, for me it's more of a dumping ground of all sorts of things you know like I I don't use it with like pen or you know a tablet you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. I will jot stuff into it but I store all kinds of junk into Evernote mostly like receipts and documents but I'll also throw pictures and notes and voice memos and journals files all kinds of stuff yeah Um. And every time that uh, you know there's an announcement out coming out out from Evernote, um, Scott and I always get a little scared because <laughs> the 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 news from like the financial you know business side of never Evernote hasn't really been great for the last several years. Yeah. And like, I I really don't think that they're just going to spontaneously go away. You know, I think somebody would buy them and stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, I, I just don't know what that means. And, you know, yes, there are lots of alternatives out there, but none of them work the way Evernote does and they don't fit our use cases. You know, Scott and I agree on that, which is actually kind of amazing because we disagree on so much on like technology uses and stuff, it's, it's pretty <laughs> hilarious. Um, you know, yes, there's OneNote, there's Google Keep, there's just, you know, there's a lot of other stuff, um, but they don't all do the same stuff that Evernote does. And I would probably need at least two separate tools to replace whatever note does Mm -hmm. um you know like a dropbox style thing for just like raw file storage and then something else for notes um and then probably something else for photos uh you know so it's um you know evernote fits a sweet spot and i have begrudgingly but uh you know paying the the fee increase when they've been raising up the premium price and like, yeah, I still get a lot of value for it. Okay, I'll just bite the bullet and you know, there you go.
1: So And how much does Evernote cost?
0: Uh right now I think it's seventy nine dollars a year for premium. Oh, well that's um it's not hilarious, not 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Um but they also have a business version which I never Saw enough value in actually doing, mm-hmm. so um, I'm not exactly sure how much it costs. Uh, I'm pretty sure I do an auto renew subscription and I get a note, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll just pay it, and, and then I forget about it. So the fact that I just forget about it means that it isn't, you know, like prohibitively expensive yet. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I like well, I like apps that I can easily that. E- easily get files into them and out of them from mobile devices and computer devices. Uh, that's why, you know, that's really why I still use Dropbox on my mobile devices because I can easily place files and I can easily find files. I love Google drive. I run my company on Google, uh, you know, on Google suite, mm-hmm. but, but, I, I don't always have the best experience in putting files into Google in a place that I can find them again. Oh, well, you just search for it, Adam. Just
0: search for them. Yeah. <laughs> just search I for d- them, Adam.
1: I don't want to <laughs> search for them. I want to, you know, I, I, am, I am at client wherever right now and i'm gathering information for client wherever i'm taking pictures i'm gathering notes i just want to dump all this stuff into a folder called my information gathering period and then i will sort and clean it up later yep. i don't remember that the name of that file was 925 2008 underscore cam pick one there you go you know so yeah uh.
0: but- Apparently searching for and sorting things, though, things that you and I take for granted are very difficult mm-hmm. for most people. Um, I will try to dig this up, but there was a report I remember came out, I think, over a year ago, showing that like most users of computers can't, they, they don't know how to um, search for stuff you know like how to let the computer search for things Mm -hmm. and there was a it was a really interesting survey that was done on um uh, just basic things about how to use mail and how to do some tasks that i'm sure you and i would just completely take for granted and mm-hmm. think as automatic but if you've ever done first level tech support and watched somebody else use a computer <laughs> it is amazing mm-hmm. you know the stuff that you and i think about like oh yeah just click here just go to click on find just go sort you no know, just sort by so and so and uh, even my, you know, my boss at the hospital, um, I remember, you know, a couple uh, months ago, he's like, you know, I need I- ideas for our steering committee meeting. I'm like, I-, I send you ideas all the time. You know, why do I have to send them to you again? Just search for, you know, from Colin Peter, ISSC or steering committee. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: And he's like. What? I don't know how to do that. I...
0: Yeah, and I was just like, it's a search box. It's right there, you know? And, and my <laughs> boss, he's a former engineer. He's a techie guy, mm-hmm. you know? So I had to actually come over and show him a little here, if you go like, from colon Peter, that you know means it's coming from me. And then, you know, ISSC, because I usually abbreviate information services steering committee, you know? Mm-hmm. But sometimes I say steering committee, so capital O-R, quote, steering committee, close yep. quote. I'll get you every email that I have sent with the word steering committee or, you know, uh, ISSC. And he's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah,
1: there you go. Well, I have, a, I have a gripe for concerning Microsoft and their search because I know they listen to our podcast and take everything that we say seriously, is that printers in Windows 10, I cannot find them with the search. They, they will not show up consistently. So I go Windows button, printers. My Windows 8.1, 8.7, those all work fine. But Windows 10, half the time, it will not bring back printers. And so then I have to backspace back, back. Then I search for control panel, and I get control <laughs> panel. And then I type printers in the control panel dialog box search in order to find printers. It would be great. And I'm not talking about indexing files. I'm talking about indexing search items in the operating system that it ought to know how to find every single part of itself.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) yeah, I don't know how many times I search for downloads, right? Because I want to go to, like, my user profile, my home directory, the downloads file. And usually I click on, you know, like, okay, I type downloads. Let's see. On this computer, automatic file download setting. Or there's a folder in your customer folder, KHH, called Downloads. Oh, there's a folder here called Downloads, and then there's another folder, you know, like... So, like, the best match, though, is your automatic file downloads settings. And I don't know how many times I've adjusted the priorities and said, no, I want this. On one of my surfaces, every time I look for downloads, it goes and it finds, like, the the common downloads folder, which is supposed to, you know, like, the shared user profiles for everything i'm like i never use that Mm -hmm. how about the one that i referenced like literally a dozen times every single day yeah you think maybe that might be the one i'm looking for just maybe
1: well mine in order for me to find the downloads it's all muscle memory because i i don't even have time for that kind of frustration right click explore scroll over to left scroll up once and then when it then when it expands everything else scroll up again down and then downloads is right there
0: (laughs) sounds to me like that would be a good thing to put as a shortcut on your desktop (laughs) yeah if i had a desktop i don't i don't run a desktop i mean like the the desktop of your user interface
1: i know i don't use i don't put anything on the desktop
0: how about right in the start button
1: uh i don't use the start button all i use is search (laughs)
0: Huh. Huh. <laughs> Remember how yeah. I was talking how I was talking about how you get frustrated watching other people use a computer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I shouldn't watch you use your computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I only have a couple things in my in my start and I never use them. I I only search for everything except for well, on my Windows 8.1, I can find everything. Everything that I want to use and find, I hit the Windows button and start typing and it will find it right The the only thing that I ever I I forget about is the MP3 tag software that I use for tagging the podcast image the cover picture. I'm like, what's the name of that program? And you know, because you can't search for something that you can't remember the name of it. But I have a shortcut for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, here go. <laughs> oh. So All right. We, what else we got? We, I think we only have time for one more topic, and, and it's yeah. kind of a fun topic. So one of my clients said, you know, he's getting ready to go to uh, Mexico for a vacation, and he wanted to take just one device. And, and I, I said, well... You know it's tough to just nail down one device but that's what we'll do for for a fun exercise we'll nail down just one device because i told him he said he, he said he wanted to take something light and he was thinking about buying a microsoft surface and i said well that won't be light and you know he said look at my i said look at my ipad he and i said now double that <laughs> you know take two ipads with the cases there's your Microsoft Surface, and it's Windows, and it's, you know, it's, I mean, it is fast because it's everything solid state, but it's not the same as an iPad experience. And are you going to work on vacation? Well, no, I never work on vacation. Well, Why then, are you <laughs> carrying a brick with you? Yeah, you don't want to take a, you don't want a Surface. I said, if you want anything, you know, take you an iPad where you could read email, watch videos, ha, you know, have downtime, but... But nothing but then you know so i i got to thinking about it. I was like okay so if i had to do one device just one that's all i got you know i'm on a desert island and i only get one computer and i have internet obviously or i wouldn't okay. i wouldn't i was
0: going to ask if that was included yeah.
1: <laughs> so if i had to do everything with just one computer uh now what, do you have what, what phone it, calls capability um You said no. you have internet. Have internet, so yeah, I mean obviously you can make phone calls from the computer, but you don't right. have a phone.
0: Right, right. That was that was my question, is like, do we need to consider a phone as a separate entity or is it part of this?
1: Yeah, it's part it it's part of that. So it's gonna have to be your phone and your computer.
0: Hmm. I guess it depends on the kind of work I would be doing, but I would be torn between an iPhone or a MacBook.
1: A MacBook, yeah.
0: Yep. I would, one or the others, but I would not want to be stuck with a Windows device on a desert island. <laughs> you know, um, that would just, that would suck. So um, a Mac, because, uh, you know, they they do tend to be just easier to just sit down and get to work with. Yeah. And if you need to use Windows, you can spin up a virtual machine and run Windows or Linux in there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I would
1: say a Mac. Yep. Yeah. For me, uh, I mean, if I had to work, if I had to do all of the jobs that I currently have to do, it would have to be a 15-inch Windows computer because of some of the some of the things that I do just absolutely require Windows functionality. Now, if I could dump that like of the work that I do that requires Windows functionality, like publishing my newsletter, I do it in Publisher because Mm -hmm. it's so much easier than doing it in Adobe. Uh, mm-hmm. il- illustrator i mean it's just it's just easy i mean i know that easy way out isn't always the best way out and, and if i had a inf- infinite amount of time to work on a computer on an island obviously i would learn illustrator because i wouldn't have anything else to do
0: yeah but, well, what are you going to sitting around picking your toenails and eating fresh fruits
1: yeah so i would learn adobe illustrator but like i said i have to use publisher and Sometime there might, I you know, I didn't discuss printers, but there might be a printer on the island, and uh, not all Apple devices will work with all printers completely. So, I may be able to print, but I can't print double sided because, <laughs> like, I've got this wonderful brother printer that is fast and does everything I want it to do, but my Mac can't print double sided on it, even though there's a Mac driver. <sighs> It sounds like it needs a new driver. It's not PostScript compatible, is it? Uh, I don't know. I gave up on it. I once a, I, I don't know. I haven't even tried for a, a year to see if maybe there's a new driver that will allow it to print double-sided. Because it, it says double-sided, and you can check the box for it to print double-sided, but it does not print double-sided. It prints okay, two pieces so it, of paper. <laughs> it thinks it can do double-sided. Yeah,
0: it thinks it can. Oh, okay, so that that's a bug. That's not like... Yeah, that's 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 a you know report that to bugger to uh, to to a brother so they can get around to that never.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but given my choice, if I had to, if I didn't have to do that five percent, I would probably pick a thirteen-inch MacBook Pro or even the little Mac, the, mm-hmm. the the brand new Mac that's really ultra thin, yep. uh, you know, long battery life, and and I I'd be happy with that. You know
0: i first took a macbook air to brazil mm-hmm. i bought it just like you know like a day or two before my trip to brazil back in when was that 2010 2011 2010 i think and i loved it and i i can do everything i need to on the little 11 inch screen mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny because um I, this is my second macbook air and it looks like the macbook Air airline i think is probably going away yeah I believe in favor it's of gone. just you know you can still buy them yeah but uh, but like the ipad mini you know <laughs> oh incidentally <laughs> if anybody needs an ipad mini smart cover just send me a message maybe uh you know the first person who asks gets it for free <laughs> yeah. um but um apparently now the smallest mac they're making is a 12 inch and of course, while I was on vacation, I needed a new sleeve for my MacBook Air. So I bought the one that fits an 11 and a half inch. So, you know, it was nine bucks, so it's not that big a deal, but looks yeah. like my next Mac probably won't fit in the sleeve that I just bought it. And I felt kind of dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: there you go. Well, but um, no, I'm hoping, let's see, they didn't do any Mac updates yet. That usually comes in the next event, right? So next next month we should uh, likely see or is there is the MacBook
1: or did they do a MacBook Pro event uh, at the last event last week I don't know I don't think so I don't think they've made any Uh, we have to. it still says
0: it says new on their website but I don't remember any Mac events but um, you know I'm I'm hoping I like for me it's it's all about form factor and enough power you know I don't need to have a super giant powerhouse everywhere I go. I just need to be able to connect to the stuff that I need to and not wait for bloody ever for it to do its thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I do like that. Uh, I do like the MacBook Pro. And if if I all of a sudden had a couple grand of just free money, uh, I'd probably plunk it down on that, that Pro. I mean, because that's going to be a seven-year device for me. Yeah. I mean, because I've got my Mac Mini behind me that I paid... Like 200 bucks for, I mean, like 300 bucks, brand new. And, of course, me being a tech and you could work on that thing, I bought it with uh, the cheap amount of RAM and the cheap hard drive because that's the first thing I ripped out of them is I put solid state in and then I put more RAM in it. And then all yep. of a sudden I had a Haas of a Mac, you know, and, and it's still running. I mean, it's a 2010, no, 2012 version of the Mac Mini. And yep. it's still still supported. It still keeps running as fast. Uh, I can even play World of Warcraft on it. I mean, so it's got enough processing power to play games. I don't, I don't play World of Warcraft anymore. But I was going to say, when was the last time you played World of Warcraft? Uh, I played probably six months ago. Every once in a while, wow. yeah. Every once in a while, I get a bug and you know i'll i will redo an account and i only do it for 30 days because i'm real excited about it for about a week and then the second week i might play a day or two and then before i even know it the month has gone by and i didn't even know that i hadn't played it i mean that i had not played it i don't know it's just i guess the the things of children go with the you know go with age because i mean i i do enjoy it but I just uh I don't know. I my values are different now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is I I haven't played
0: it since uh just like maybe 2009. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I was big on that, but uh yeah, that was just like ugh,
1: so If 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 I had so back in the day cuz I played EverQuest. I mean, I started originally on the original EverQuest. And I got started with some real people. Uh, you know, and they it – was, it was a friend of mine from work, but then his wife played, and their kids played, and mm-hmm. they were part of a guild, and they made friends with people throughout the United States, and I kind of got brought into it, and – you know, then I had this group of friends. It wasn't just me playing a game. It was a it was a social interaction with, with mm-hmm. people that I liked. I mean, and, and when somebody was sick or having like real life problems, you know, there, you know, it was a group of people that kind of gave a crap. And then, so when we switched games from like EverQuest to EverQuest okay. two to World of Warcraft, I mean, I stayed in World of Warcraft so so long because I was still questing with them. Yep. And,
0: yeah, it's, it's about the people, you mm-hmm. know.
1: And then once I now I'm not in a guild. I don't have any friends who play World of Warcraft. I don't even know anybody on my server. I mean, if I have lots of friends, so it's very possible that they're on my server, but I just don't know their characters. I think that that's the big deal is I don't have any friends in there. And the gameplay, while it is fun, it is repetitive. You find yeah. a quest, you do what it takes to complete the quest. You get experience, and you know you get better at the skill that you yep. did. So yep. by yourself, it feels kind of like work. I'm just getting better at punching buttons, grinding. <laughs> I'm grinding. Over, I believe the term was grinding when I used to play. Yeah, I mean, and that's when I quit. Uh, so every, man, I I loved, I loved crafting, and. You know, in EverQuest, and then, then there was another one, uh, the Star Wars Galaxies. Uh, that one, there were max that you could write for 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 mining and minerals and making things happen and in EverQuest. There were two. You know, so we did all. I did all this mining of stuff, and then I did all this manufacturing of stuff to sell it at auction. Yep. And. I realized I was like this is a job I get on every morning and sit out here and mine. I've got an app that runs at Mines. And then once I get all that done, I go somewhere safe and I manufacture all this stuff. And then I go to auction where I am literally playing a stockbroker at the auction. I am buying low and selling high. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, this is a job. <laughs> and then and then what did you do? And, and then I quit. <laughs> I was like, forget this. Yeah, I'm done. But I mean, I I did on my desk at work, I had I had auction prices for different minerals, what they were going for, what I typically sell them for, and I would get in the auction house early in the morning where people had mined all night and buy them early in the morning so that I would get them at a real low price and then I'd break them up into smaller sections sell them at a slightly higher price and make money because the evening people didn't get up in the morning to get that er- the early war- you know, the early bird wasn't up in World of Warcraft <laughs> to-, to get the auction house and then they turn around and they and they don't care they've got lots of gold so they just buy it and move on so I was like I can't believe I'm doing this <laughs> 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 although it was it was kind of amusing
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah i i spent a a good good long time crafting and mining and stuff in in world of warcraft and and uh but that was something that uh my wife and i played together and so uh i like to say like yeah i when i left she got
1: the guild <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Oh, very cool. Well, uh, I think we'll have to save some, uh, you know, I'd mentioned outsourcing help desk and outsourcing the sock and, uh, let's save that for another time. And, and maybe we can get like Tim Richter to, to come, uh, join us and give us a hurricane update and, and beehive update and, <laughs> and we can hammer through that.
0: That sounds like fun. We should hit. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what Tim is doing and stuff. Cause, uh, you know the, the last time well last last couple times i've had a good chat with him we're here on the podcast mm-hmm. uh but um you know the last time before that i remember i was walking to yoga class and i had uh, just you know signed on part-time you know at the 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 with that hospital commitment with that long contract and stuff and mm-hmm. you know we were trying to figure out like the work-life balance thing and we were we had, we had a good discussion about that so that was uh, <laughs> that was that was fun so we could we could definitely do that again i think we're due for another tim uh tim tim uh timmy
1: appearance (laughs) timmy (laughs) well very good well then uh i will i will take us out since you brought us in Uh, absolutely so uh all of our notes will be up on the website and uh we you know as a today the feedback that we did get we brought it up on the show so if you have additional feedback we would uh, like to hear that Uh, if you'd like to discuss a particular topic then you can drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com and with that peter i think it's time to i'm gonna push the big red button